everybody we're here once again um today joining you live from this time mundaring at mojo's sorry <laughs> cafe mojo well uh thank you for joining me everyone ronald uh you and joe are the owners of mojo cafe and i'm really looking forward to speaking to you about your experience over the last two years and kate hi hi how are you i'm good how are you good now your business is fast and furious is it fast <laughs> fast and furious. i think that's taken fast i fit. know fast fit yes <laughs> um nice so, and you've got quite a positive spin to put on today's show which i'm really looking yeah. forward to hearing about uh, so, of course, we're, we're a little bit of a controversial show. We like to talk about um, uncensored politics and news events and just generally speaking, how you're all, you've all been affected by this event. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to start with you guys, um, Ronald and Joe, about your experience over the last two years trying to run a cafe where you're not allowed to have your patrons visit. Yeah start from the beginning when this all first kicked off or when it was beginning to kick off did you at all ever think that oh shit something's going down here and we need to get ready or did it catch you by surprise it caught us by surprise yeah. um we sort of like knew that where we which way we were heading but it did catch us by surprise we're a very very community-based cafe we have a lot of uh, people here who come from all over the place and they're always welcome here. And one of our key values for our business has always been everybody is welcome here, regardless mm -hmm. who you are, where you come from. Um, and yeah, that, that caught us off guard that we suddenly weren't allowed to um, stick to our true values anymore, which is open and um, welcome to everybody. Yeah, and community-based. Correct, mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Which... Um, you know, in any kind of town like this where it's very, very community-based, as soon as you put a block in the community, that's going to destroy you straight away, right? Not only destroy, but also separate. That's the bits we've struggled the most with in the last couple of months mm. is to be able to not use the word anybody anymore, um, but just basically having to separate and having to um, segregate is something which we really, really struggled with as a person but also as a business as well. Yeah. I can imagine. Kate, you'd be in a similar position, wouldn't you? Yeah. Tell us how this turned into a positive for you. We were in exactly the same situation. So it turned out that a vast majority of my clients wouldn't have been able to train with me anymore because we, our fitness business was based inside. And to me, if one person couldn't train, then none of us were going to. So we went outside. And that was, I guess I was a little bit prepared. I knew it was coming. So the day that the mandates kicked in, we were outdoors. We had a new facility organised. and Wow. And I um, went as far as putting a post on Facebook to say that if you have lost your job and you can't afford to pay for training, then just come until you're back on your feet. Oh, brilliant. What a smart move. Yeah. Did a lot of people take you up on that offer? Weirdly, no. Yeah, a lot of people came and... There's probably three people training with me still who aren't quite back on their feet and ready to you know, contribute financially. But I also said, if you can contribute anything. So I now get free haircuts <laughs> and chiropractic, uh, physio, beauty therapy, coffee. <laughs> There's a whole, lots of fruit and veg, eggs. So to me, that's payment as well. It is. And that's what makes yeah. it right. Yeah. Um, 
I'm the same. I'm kind of living off uh, 50 bucks in hand here and there all <laughs> over the place. So it's been good like that, but um, not quite an income, not quite as much as I need. But um, I, I, I mean, it's that's what community is all about, right? Yeah. Making it possible for people to be a part of the community, yeah. not outcasting them because they've now got no money. Oh, it. absolutely. And my business has, it is, it is, has been very positive for my business because I think people knew straight away what kind of person I was if they did, hadn't known me already. Before we move on, uh, isn't it just so strange that you only had around three people take you up on this offer? Yeah. Does that, what does that say about our community? Joe wants to say something. I, <laughs> I think this is one of the things that we've learned during this whole COVID period because as soon as the first lockdown happened and people weren't getting income and that sort of thing, we uh, have got a very strong pay it forward culture here. So we put posts out about anybody as well. If you've lost your job, if you can't afford it, just come in, ask for a meal. Um, when we were in lockdown, we had dinners that we were really just giving anybody that needed it. And oh, the community wow. was paying forward for those meals. Oh, that's beautiful to hear. What we found was that it's much easier for people to give than to receive. So true. So where people were taking you up on the offer, it was somebody coming in going, oh, my friend is not working anymore. You know, can I possibly have a couple of meals to take to the family or, you know, it, it, it's people for other people. Yeah. I really get yeah. that. Mm. I've, if I'm being honest, mm. uh, I find it really hard to take things from people. And lots of people um, do. Yeah. Lots of people do. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I think, yeah, because we're, we're so used to never taking any help from anyone. It's about reciprocation. Being it really part of is. a society is about being able to reciprocate. So to just turn up and take doesn't feel right. And that's what this time back. is teaching us, isn't yeah. it? it? It really is. There's so many levels to what we've learned here, but uh, I think that's the most important one is to start looking out for each other again. And, yeah. and also yeah. what we found is that um, – People he are hesitant about receiving, but what we always say to our, our customers is that you're actually allowing other people to help you, which in a way is a gift to those people. So, mm. so we had a lot of people coming in saying, okay, we'll pay a coffee or we'll pay a meal. And then a lot of people saying, oh, no, we're all right, we're all right. And in a way you're sort of like almost robbing that person from being generous, from being helpful, from yeah. being um a part of a community um so we when we had the bushfire last year we did the same thing and there was a lot of people who were giving um paid for coffees and meals and then when we took that ability away we actually had a real pushback from the public to say but hang on a minute you're not allowing us to help you're not allowing us so so for those people who would like a meal and would like a coffee they need to also realize i think that you're giving somebody a chance to be generous yeah. to help other people. Um, so by not taking it, you're actually robbing those people from <laughs> that good feeling. Um, so yeah. that's yeah, important. And I think one of the things that I've really, really enjoyed in hindsight, I'm only just starting to realise lots of things now after all these intense months, but um, the people who I'm moving around with at the moment are all of the the key people in the freedom movement. And they're all people like the people you just described, everybody just wants to give. Mm. 
um, they've realized that we're in an urgent situation and they desperately want to do something to contribute. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's really an awe-inspiring time for me because I'm meeting amazing people all the time. Yeah. And um, some of them are really well recognized and some of them are becoming really rec- well recognized because of the way they've stood up in their community. And it's just mm-hmm. such a... Um, it's such a growth moment in a way for, for, for the individual as well. I certainly feel like I'm a completely different person than I was just six months ago even. Yeah. And I, I do think that there, those opportunities have come forward and there are so many people that have stepped up, that have shown compassion, that have shown um, all of the kind of things that we want in in a community yes. and yes there's been those that haven't and that's been tough um but really there has been such a lot of good and people reassessing their values and what they want out of life and all of that all I'll, of that i'll tell you what thing. else i've found really interesting about all of this you know how there's always those people in the community who just don't really get along with other people mm-hmm. or there's something about them that just rubs everyone the wrong way I've noticed there are a lot of those kinds of people who have also uh, felt the need to stand up mm. and they're now having a whole new experience on what, of what it's like to be, to be part of a family, which it kind of is. Definitely. And I've noticed those people making great big changes in their lives as well. As mm. a, along with everyone else. So it's sort of like you were an outcast, but now you're with <laughs> us kind of thing, which is beautiful. Mm. Yeah. It really is. Absolutely. So. Um, Ronald and Joe, I really want to talk a little bit more about the sort of the in-depth side of the struggle that you've faced over the last couple of months. Um, give me the nitty gritty. I'll, I'll, I'll let Joe answer the first part of that. Um, I think it's it's really impacted us on very many levels, like Ronald mentioned earlier, on a on a personal level, on a um, on a values level um, and also in, first of all, trying to decide how we were going to navigate through the situation. Um, Many, many sleepless nights and not feeling good about things. But I think one of the things that has been really um, helpful to us is that we are able to pivot very quickly. So Ronald's got a very strong IT background. We were able to mm. go online almost overnight during the first yep. block lockdown so that we could do contact contactless um, pickup and, and drop off. Oh, um, nice. We were able to go to delivery as soon as the mandates came in for, um, you know, not allowing vaccinated people into um, uh restaurants and things we went straight to to a delivery model and like ronald will just sit through the night and set that kind of stuff up yeah so that it can be functioning straight away the next day right but the and for me i'm the chef i we changed our menu to a takeaway menu overnight um but i think the toll that it has taken on us personally um constantly having to change and constantly having to move and constantly being um, very conscious of of being able to accommodate everybody and help everybody through 
yeah. what's what's going on. Yep. Um, financially, it's been a massive um, impact on us. Uh, and yes, the help from the government in the beginning, which was the job keepers, that saved us during yeah. the first lot of lockdowns. But the grants and everything that they've got available at the moment is just a laugh. Like it's uh, really ridiculous. Like most most uh, situations like this, the government loves to pay lip service exactly. but do very little else. Yeah. The amount of people that have said to us, oh, but you guys can get help from the government. That's that's what the population, you know, what, what most people are being told. But, you know, we've tried to apply for some of the grants. And I mean, a business that is 30% down, let alone 50% down from last year when we were already down after being in, yeah. in the situation for a while, yeah. it's not alive anymore. You know, does like, it, does it boil your blood to know that, uh, not only did the McGowan government give the mainstream media organizations $41 million in tax exemptions, but Kerry Stokes himself received $25 million in JobKeeper and Jesus. didn't pass on one cent to the employees. That, that's, uh, that's just uh, wrong. Yeah. It's, it's, it's It is funny, isn't like it? I feel like nothing surprises me anymore. It's, um, <laughs> if it wasn't, I mean, I don't know how, how, how do we not laugh about things oh, like that, but, it, mm. but it's actually really, it's really fun. outrageous. Well, you're either going to yeah. laugh or you're going to cry. Yeah. yeah. That's, what the, that's what the last two years yeah. has been, seriously. So a good time to in inject that um, we must dump the majors in this upcoming mm. election. And I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about with um, the <laughs> AFP <laughs> candidate over my, my left shoulder um, pretty soon about that. But, Kate... When you um, realised that you're going to have to move everything out into the park and you offered free gym sessions and only three people took them up, <laughs> what, though, was the overall response from your clients? Oh, it was overwhelmingly positive. And when I say only three people took me up on the free sessions, I gained another probably 40 clients who, another 40 clients who came because of the posts that I put up. Wow. And there had been a lot of people. I'd only ever operated in the mornings before and there had been people telling me for years that they'd like to see an afternoon schedule. But and my family's always been the focus. So oh, they okay. had to take a little bit of a back seat. And, uh, and so you've built the business right up. Yeah, I've had to buy a lot more equipment. Fantastic. Um, so it's been a big injection. Of and fun. you've given um, people opportunity that chose to be vax-free and couldn't continue with their jobs. Yeah. So to train and be teachers in in your business. Oh, and, good on you, Kate. You know yeah. the the um, I'm just I'm really passionate about what Kate's done because oh, I, she's I done such a good job, yeah. and the people that she's given a place to over this period of time has yeah truly truly beautiful. I, it, I, it's is. funny you say that because I really haven't had time to stop and think about it. It's mm. just been crazy, hasn't it? It's just Isn't been it funny. And I think yeah. you know, if you talk about the nitty-gritty of what happened in the last couple of years, the hardest part for business, by far the hardest part is tic-tacking about and not having speaking your mic, man. sorry, <laughs> not having decent communication with businesses. Mm. You yeah. know, we were when the mandates came in, we literally, and I kid you not, had to google it at night to see what the rules actually were. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 How well, you had to do it every few hours. Every few you hours because it changed the, all the I'd time. I have clients contacting mm. me saying, we can't do this now. 
I was like, oh, hang on. I'll, I'll catch you yeah. up. Wait a sec. Oh, yep. right. You're right. Okay. Hasn't like, this geez. time been such a marvelous uh, looking glass into the complete and utter, uh, I, I don't want to use words too strongly, but just ineffectiveness of our government. Yeah. I mean, because... what a waste of space. The amount of money which is spent on processes and procedures and people. And, you know, Joe was talking about the grant. Um, we're, we're applying for an Alfresco grant, which is about $5,000. About $2,500 is gone to having to do things which we normally wouldn't do. So that grant, we're not even getting. Um, so you've gotten the grant, but you're not really able to. No, we haven't even gotten the grant yet. yet. But Ronald spent what, like, Sorry, it I don't cost know. you two thousand dollars to apply for a grant. So the no. Alfresco grants uh, to apply for it is free, but the requirements to get it oh. are so incredibly high. Oh, this is one of those gigs where oh, you spend sixty grand and we'll give you sixty mm. grand of kind of bonus. We'll give you sixty there. grand, mm. but then you have to do this, you have to do that, and you have to do the other to be able to get the sixty grand. So you're not actually getting. So in our case, the five five the five thousand dollars, which we would have spent on the alfresco, more than half is gonna to go to requirements, which we normally wouldn't pay. So we have to, you know, get planning, we have to get builders, we have to get engineers, which normally we wouldn't do. Well the planning will cost you five grand. Yeah, Just well, almost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I've been so, through those things before. And the hardest yeah. thing with all these grants for us as a small business is the requirements. It's not as much the fact that they actually give it to us. It's the time and the effort. And if you're talking about wasting of government money, you know, I've been through, and I kid you not, seven rounds with these people now. Seven rounds of this is not right. This is not. And right, how much is money right. is that cost you in your own time? Yeah, oh, massive. Yeah, it's so massive. you've spent the five grand before you even started, mm. really. Yeah. So as a result, a lot of our small business um, colleagues, they don't even even consider it because it's just too much time, too much effort, and they just kind of go, it's not worth it. It's not well, worth it. let's face it. Government's not there to make your life easy. It's there to get <laughs> in your way yeah. and uh, charge you so that they can have mask-free luncheons mm. and little parties that the rest of the public aren't invited to yep. they're quite amazing aren't they they've got a hide on them that's for sure kate uh <laughs> you're already you're already alive me aren't you <laughs> um i am a little bit uh slow today everybody because um i've had a gigantic last week it was really big and then i was down in bunbury on the weekend and hung out with some really cool people but gotten completely smashed on the saturday night <laughs> i probably know <laughs> those people <in> you, <laughs> you probably do hi deb hi joe um but uh we uh then got up the next morning and tried to recover as best as possible and went out then to bridgetown and i met a severely injured man oh, with his family mm. and i don't need to tell you how he got the injury but uh that's the last of his working career i can oh, see wow. that right now Sad. it was really confronting and um one of the the other guy that i went out there with uh he's already got his video out i haven't quite done mine yet because i, I got to the point where i really needed a break and i just took really two days off but I worked for the entire time. <laughs> we know that feeling. Yes, we know what, that. What, is, what yeah. does that mean, Andrew, taking days off? I don't know. I, I, no I don't know. I, I've it's got working from home. Oh, yeah. is that what it is? Right. I, I, I take Quite hours off cafe. now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I find it easier to, to take hours off 
oh no i'll do nothing for the next two hours and that'll be great <laughs> yeah, schedule a 15 like, minute block yeah, it's yeah. kind of like that yeah and yeah. then then your phone starts ringing and there goes your two hours off um but anyway it was really productive for me because i got all these loose ends tied up with all these sort of little operations like this podcast and um it was very beneficial and i think it's going to be worth it in the end but um so I've really just sat around and I'm not my usual pumped up running around <laughs> talking a million miles an hour kind of self, but um, put a camera in my hand and you never know that could change. Um, so where was I going? I've totally talked myself off track and I just talked to you guys about not doing that. So that's been very productive. Um, <laughs> Andrew, how and, do you, so, Andrew, you sorry. were talking about the nitty gritty um, of the impact which we had. Sorry to interrupt yeah, you. Yeah, you're but, right. You're right. Um, I, I think one of the important things which a lot of people um, don't understand is that business owners are people as well. Um, and if you talk about the nitty gritty of, um, of what happened in the last couple of months because of the tic-tacking about, because of um, other people having other opinions than our personal opinions or our business opinions, I think it's important to mention that business owners are people as well and they have their own opinion. Often they put them aside, sometimes they can't. And sometimes, like in our case, um, Joe and I are not perfectly aligned with our with our values and our the way we look at things. But as business owners, we are perfectly. Mm. Um, and I think it's important um, in your podcast to to explain to people that um, yeah, we're people as well and we struggle as well sometimes and we we are sometimes not agreeing what we need to do, but we still do it Yeah, um, even within the business. Um, yeah. And that is the, the dirty nitty gritty. Do you know what I think is more important though is that, you clearly recognize all of the issues around this scenario. Yep. Whereas my employer, a massive corporate, didn't give a flyer. Mm. It was just simply the government said so. So see you later, buddy. Mm. Um, that's massive negligence. It's discrimination and it's mm. everything else we can go and I can start ranting for the next hour if you'd like. <laughs> we'll be right there but with you. Yeah, you yeah. would be, I'm sure. But that's the difference. Um, and I think that the part about the fact that you are conscious is where I think in the long run, your customers, your, your customer base or your dedicated customer levels will really grow because of that. We, if they haven't we, already. we have had the busiest two weeks since the mask mat and the mandates were dropped. You know, it's been like Christmas every day because we've had everybody coming back we've had people that we haven't seen for a while you know and our customer base our community our people are all supporting us like big time yeah big time so look I, I, so I was, grateful i was going to get get into the vaccine side of that but we can come back to that later i think what you're saying right now is where i want to go with it um how do you think Mark McGowan can possibly come to the conclusion that extending the emergency lockdown again, or the emergency, what do you call it, state of emergency, how in the hell has this psycho freak lunatic come to a conclusion like that, do you think, Ronald? What basis? I don't know. I'd like to smoke what he smoked. I have no idea. Uh 
definitely have no idea. What do you reckon, Kate? Honestly, I just... Look, it's difficult. I I don't have an opinion about Sam. This might sound strange. Where, where are these people they're pulling mm. from? Is there some little cupboard that they get wheeled out from the phone call and then they go into their cupboard? I, I have no idea. Because the Absolutely polls no show yeah. that he's quite popular, but I've not really, I mean, I might have met one person that oh, thinks he's great. I, I definitely have met a few people. But, but a people, lot of the but... people that were with him are starting to leave him pretty quickly. Mm. A lot of people are very frightened. Yep. They're just frightened. I mean, you see people still wearing their masks because they think they're being protected because the media has terrified them. And, yeah, look. There's... And I think McGowan is is helping. It's sad, it's isn't It's delusional. It? But they yeah. really genuinely believe that. And I feel I feel mm. very, I feel for them. I do. Yeah. Hey, um, there's been a really kind of funny point going around lately and it's, um, you know, these, this, uh, this, pandemic is a is a deadly and frightening scourge on our society yet the masks aren't considered it can't considered bio waste i know they just get discarded everywhere and i'm pretty sure we're all drinking water that's got little particles from these damn things in it right now um that's frightening to think about but um <laughs> do you know what they do down in bunbury no when they're found in the park, because they're strewn all over the park, they just mow over them. <laughs> and they're open about it. The council's open about it. That way it, 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 it solves the problem. Because <laughs> it's in little bits then and you can spread it around and not see it as easily. Yeah, as long as you can't see it, it's not there. Eh? Mm-hmm. They're amazing, aren't they? Uh, do you guys think that um, we'll ever hear any of our state leaders talk about the issues that they've created with this incredible pollution polluting event i know we always get told that we're bad people for polluting the environment but are we going to turn around and tell the government that they're bad people for polluting the environment or are we just going to accept that we're the ones to blame here well hopefully the voting in a couple of coming couple of weeks will make some changes hopefully yeah mm. Yeah, get get some people there that are willing to stand up and talk about the difficult stuff and the stuff that's been swept under the counter. How many people, as business owners, the three of you, how many people come up to you and say, "Oh, we've got to get rid of the majors"? Oh, it's is it you probably experience this more than me. We're kind of in a bubble at FastFit. Everything's just normal. Everything goes on as it always did, and we all love each other. It's quite nice, you know. <laughs> yeah, because you're you're out there going to the gym because we're that's happy because we exercise. Yeah, and that, that's what socially the, that's the norm right now. If you go and do exercise and then go to your office job and you look all fit and buff, smug. Yeah, and then you can go out and have drinks in the evening and everything's just square. Life's balanced. But then you don't ever actually think about what's really going on around you. And so you just stay in this little pattern and it's comfortable because it's comfortable. It's like a little blankie. But when... When this, when it happened, when the mandates are in, unvaccinated people, you can't go anywhere or do anything. There was only one thing to do, which is the right thing, yep. which is to make sure it was available for everybody. Yeah. And that wasn't something anyone had, well, not that we didn't have to think about. Yeah. It was just, we did 
we were lucky because we could just completely take it outside and everyone could still come. Yeah. That's not something that has and to be And people enjoyed about. it. Yeah. And sure, we go along and we're happy and we're very not political and we're just, you know, trying to keep our bubble as protected and keep our people as happy as we can. But when shit got real, mm. we stood up. I'll tell you what, Kate, um, I've never been a gym goer. You, you will be now though. <laughs> I, uh, no, probably. <laughs> I've had a damn good crack at it. I've had a personal fit, a fitness coach and all that. And I went, I went along and did quite a bit for a couple of years, but I needed to, cause I was just lazy. But, uh, thanks Mark, because you've, I've lost a lot of weight. I've got a little bit to go. <laughs> it's not just about losing weight. It's about feeling better. Oh, look, it's about feeling good. And I'll tell you what, also got to thank Mark because I'm having the time of my life. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, meeting so many interesting people and it's so much fun putting a camera in a policeman's face it really is there's a certain kind of high you get right yeah yeah i think i know that high and i've done it a few times <laughs> and now i'm out looking for it all the time which is oh shit have i got a problem but it's anyway um tell me quickly on that note um interactions with the police during your time did you have them coming into the cafe and we didn't. Um, we have quite a lot of uh, policemen that come in for coffees and um, that kind of thing. So we got quite a good relationship. Um, and we we literally over this last this period we had we have not had one incident of any kind at the cafe. Wow. We've managed. Uh, we actually got our staff in to and we did tra we trained them all on how to deal with difficult people. So if there yep. was anything where somebody arced up about anything, our staff was trained on how to de-escalate and make people feel comfortable and heard and all of that kind of stuff. So we, we've had no trouble in that regards at all. Well, wow, for a small business, you guys are really onto it. That's um, really great to hear. Um, okay, so we've been running for half an hour now. We're going to take a quick break. But Ronald, is there anything you'd like to say to your customers right now or would you like to um tell mark mcgowan that you're not a moron <laughs> um be no. honest <laughs> uh -oh. everyone, everyone be careful when I say this. yeah and um, you are allowed to swear don't self-censor okay yeah we don't do that here um no i, I think the, the thing which i'm most grateful for towards my customers our customers is the fact that they most of them have been polite accepting that there's different people in the world with different opinions and different ways of doing things. And I'm grateful for that. That's come back into not only revenue, but it's also come back into the way our staff is treated. And I am incredibly um, humbled and incredibly thankful that everybody has been respectful to each other here. Mm. And you're thankful you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Oh, yes. So everybody, everybody is. <laughs> Are we going to put up with that again, everyone? No, oh school. gosh, I don't want to go there. I'm going to get arrested next time it comes <laughs> in. Kate, what about you? What would you like to say to the community, to your clients? Uh, any special comment about anything we've spoken about today? The gratitude is huge, but something more amazing has come out of this and that we are now surrounded by people who we know we can trust, who yeah. we know will stand up and will maintain their resolve when it comes down to it. There may, have been, there may have been a couple of people we've lost along the way, but they were never our people anyway. Yeah. And, I mean, Mojo's delivered coffees to us on our very first training session outside. We got that happening fast, didn't we? Fantastic. So we had this group of people who had been told, you know, 
treated like yeah. second class citizens who couldn't go into a cafe anymore and suddenly the cafe the cafe came to them oh that's beautiful you know that was amazing of you guys to do that oh, i bet the i bet your clients were absolutely wrapped oh beside themselves they look yeah. better we don't uh, have to go to the cafe it's come to us it's better yeah, yeah. yeah. That is yeah. community, Joe. We, we actually set a table up in the park because we've got table ordering. Oh, nice. So we just extended that to the park. So we had oh. table number 31. People Fantastic. could just order there and we'd bring it down. I love it. So that you, was you, you that could was have, just... You could set up table numbers for all of the community park tables. Yep. That's right. Kate had a table number at, at her place um, where they were exercising. So they would just put up and, and we would... We would deliver to to where they were, and a job was created for a delivery person that didn't exist. So before. many business yeah. ideas coming out of this table right now, <laughs> everyone. We're free thinkers. How to get rich during the <laughs> pandemic? <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, thank you very much for that. We're going thank to um, take a quake. Uh, a quake. Quakers. Andrew, I'm a little bit tongue twisted today. <laughs> I've had a couple of moments like that in the last week, and I think it's because I'm tired. But um, we're going to take a quick break and change over our guests. So please stay with us. Oh, we've got two followers at the moment on, online. So thank you. <laughs> Hello. Thank you, Hello, Nick. two people. Hello. <laughs> and Ling Alona. Um, I was a bit worried I was saying something rude there. But anyway, um, <laughs> stay with us and we'll be right back. And Thanks so much. Thank, thank you. you. That was fun. Good.
I'll just start by turning our mics up. <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's Help. always a little mistake somewhere along the lines. Um, I'm really not a radio DJ, but um, we're back anyway, everyone, as you can hear. And I'm now joined by Robin. Robin, you're going to be my co-host for this session. And in fact, we're going to do lots more together. So I'm really looking forward to I hope to so. That. That'd be fantastic. And I've been really looking forward to doing today because it's the first time we've actually done it. We've been talking for quite a while. Mm -hmm. um, but now um, we're also joined by Wendy. And Wendy, you are like a community worker. You've started this work and you've got lots going on now. You're a very busy lady. I'm actually part of a local community group, Andrew, and that was started two and a half years ago. And the reason it was started was um, when the pandemic or whatever you want to call it, it, and the government started to take away our freedoms and yeah. our choices about our, about everything really. Yeah. Um, we experienced enormous amounts of trauma within our community. Yes. And recognised that fairly quickly and we grouped together in the park in order to uh, sustain and encourage and support and maintain our community. Lovely. And so um, that's been, been really successful and we're going to get right into that very soon. Marjorie. Mariana. Oh, my God. I keep calling you Marjorie, don't I? I don't know where that comes from. Just slap me next time, okay? <laughs> I'll kick you under the table. Yeah, do that. Um, I've got a little bit of a sore shin because uh, I went through one of these <laughs> sessions the other night. But um, Mariana, um, you're running for the Australian Federation Party for the seat of Hasluck, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Um, look, I've got to say to you, you're so brave for standing up like this. It's lovely to meet you. Um, what is it that made you join the Australian Fed Party? Oh, that's actually quite simple. Um, I've always been interested in politics. I was very, very disillusioned and lost a lot of faith in it. So I didn't follow it probably as close as we all should have been. Um, and I went along to a talk that Peter Harris, the leader of our party, did over here in WA in Guildford. And I was, I was inspired. For the first time in my life, I thought, now there's a party that will do what they're saying. They have great solutions, not just talk. And if there's not anyone else in Hasluck, I will stand up and be that person because there's nothing worse than getting to the ballot and you look at the paper and there's not someone from a party that you really want. So mm. I wanted my people to have the option of the Australian Federation Party. They've got some amazing initiatives. Um, tell me or tell our audience about CADCO. Oh, CADCO is a wonderful alliance. Um, so it's it's an alliance between parties that all have the same beliefs and it's it's our freedoms. Um, it's, it's a lot more than just that. But Great Australia Party, they're a mm. part of it. And I'm up in for medical options. Party. They're a part of it. So um, the minor parties working together to achieve a common outcome. How refreshing is that? Oh, I think it's it's wonderful. It should have been happening a long time ago. Yeah. And what is it about Peter that drew you to that party? Peter Harris, I'm talking about. For the I think audience. anyone that's heard that man speak um, would know exactly what happened and it's something I probably can't describe exactly, but there was there was just a knowing that this man has got integrity. He He's, he's wanting really good things for his country and yeah. he needs people to stand up too. You, no one person can do anything. And I, I happily joined and I, I'm thrilled it's it's out of my comfort zone, but um, I've had support along the way from the party and from Peter. We, we get constant Zoom calls 
is happy to answer anything and help us. So it's it's been a great experience. You know what I really like about Peter is, and I've, I've met Peter, just not in person. I've done a Zoom call with him and we actually did a recording, which is on the 8 News Show, by the way, everybody. Um, but the thing that I really, really liked about the this the 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 makeup of this party is number one the people are all really relatable kind of people and that's really important oh it's extremely important yeah and i honestly think um great australia party have, have got the same thing going on and so does i mop actually but um i really like the way peter has gone and engaged with business process experts and i'll elaborate a little bit on that in a moment but engaged with these people to develop the policy set and like all the other freedom parties their policies don't uh, they're not fixed in stone the these parties recognize that where people we ebb and flow in our environment and things change and therefore the policies need to be a little bit flexible as well but they need to just be sort of um agreed upon and guided to the right kind of resolution whether and then i'm not saying that we need to dictate anything to anyone but it needs to kind of fit in the community and work with and for the community which we all too often we don't experience that normally in government no that's true and i think something about that is actually we we've tried to to change the the dialogue we've actually got philosophies we obviously have policies because you need to have policy but if you if you refer to it as a philosophy and you know what our fundamental core beliefs are yep. we will follow those because that's important to know however the policy can be adapted it can be changed you can't develop one without consulting with the right people yeah so that's the broadness of the policy yeah and i think the other thing i really love i just want to mention before we move on um afp uh, the first party that i've that have come to the table with a solution to the issues in our environment Yes, such as that's very uh, the to me. first damn time I've ever heard a solution, and it's a really good one. Um, so we can talk about that a little bit later. But now, Robin, you're the co-host for today. Now you're also a resident of Mundaring. I am. I've lived in Mundaring Shire for thirty-eight years. Wow, with a bit of a break in between, right? Yes, I've had a, a huge chunk. Not actually living here, but yeah, I moved here 38 years ago. And you were overseas teaching people to speak English as a second language. Yes, I worked in um, Japan for about five years and in uh, Germany for six years. So that was very interesting and something that I am very passionate about doing. And uh, sadly, I am not allowed to do anymore. Yeah. Doesn't um, travelling overseas and spending quite a few years away from home give you this fabulous insight into your community when you do actually finally arrive home you see it completely differently to well absolutely i mean the it uh it is apparent as soon as you get onto the airplane which is uh, graham hood comes straight to mind because he was talking about uh bringing the uh people home from bali after the bali bombings and they knew that as soon as he'd um shut the door on the airplane fly home that they were already home on that plane and um for me um most of the time overseas i wasn't homesick but sometimes i was and then as soon as i got onto the airplane and if there were any australian flight attendants just hearing their voice uh, made me feel 
at home. So, yeah. It was, so um, you could really relate to that story. Yes, absolutely. I could as well. Yeah. Now, you're, as I said, you're a resident here. So tell me about um, what it was like during the lockdown to be a resident in Mundaring. Um, it was in the beginning very almost soul-destroying. Um, I felt very alone in the beginning. Uh, I live uh, actually in Chidlow, which is um, one of the smaller villages in Mundaringshire. Um, and I am one of a few in Chidlow. Um, and um, so anyway, I uh, decided that I wasn't going to stay at home and uh, feel that way and that my son depended on me for his future because it was being slowly torn away from him. So I decided to go down to the city and make contact with uh, freedom fighters and people such as Andrew um, and decided to make fighting for freedom my full-time job. So I go down there as, as much as I can. It's a long way. Um, but, yeah, there's there's nothing else to do now there is no other option because our children deserve better but not only that robin even though it feels like things aren't changing and this is just going on and on and on there we are having an effect i really do believe that in mm. fact there's lots of metrics to go by that shows that we are having an effect and when we're fighting a monumental war like the one that we are fighting it's a cold it's a cold Orwellian well, war that we're fighting. I almost fighting. feel like we've been um, laid siege upon like they did, we you know, when when people used to, when communities lived in castles and the, the enemy would come across and, you know, make sure that food and water couldn't get in, you know, and, and either the people would perish or uh, they'd surrender. Now, if Mark McGowan thinks that he can lay siege upon my family and... Uh, starve us out into being jabbed by me not being able to go to work and my husband also he's he's sadly mistaken and there are a lot of people not only in western australia but australia and around the world that will not surrender and the only answer is to keep on fighting exactly don't let yourself get and uniting and united mm. So many people these days, and it sounds like such a cliche to say, but everyone wants a, an instant result and we're not going to have an instant result. This is a massive, massive giant that we, little David, are fighting against and it's going to take some dedication and a lot of people are losing their, uh, their, their ability to, you know, hold the line. We used to say hold the line all the time. Um, but not not many people are really saying that at the moment because I think they're just worn out. But, hey, I always think about um, imagine being in an actual shooting war, you know, for weeks at a time you're in the trenches, right? How did those people feel where they woke up one morning and thought, uh, geez, I'd like to go home? But Andrew, there ain't I no think, going home. I think that's why we need to unite because if there is enough of us, the people that are weary can actually step back. They can they can recharge, and those that were stepping back before that can come forward. We, That's we, right. We all do what we can when we can, 
And if we unite, we, we can do this. Yes. I do believe that. I really do too. And with people standing up to be uh, members of our political class, like you have, that's going to make the change. And okay, it might not all happen this election, but the groundswell is there. And oh, that's it is. what's important. And it's just not me standing up. I couldn't do this on my own. And it's not the party above me. It's the people below me. It is. It's my community. It's my friends. It's the community that I've built and found through this yeah. that I couldn't do this without. Yeah, it's it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, me too. Wendy, um, tell us about that because um, how are people at the moment feeling? Are they feeling downtrodden more so than before or are you seeing a little bit of a groundswell towards uh, the feeling of hope? For change i am and i'm also seeing and have been seeing and promoting healthy outrage yes you know um there's a very big difference between rage and outrage outrage actually neurobiologically downloads endorphic response yeah whereas rage downloads cortisol adrenaline noradrenaline keeps you in fear which then relegates your neurobiology to the base of your brain which cuts you off from your frontal lobe and your frontal lobe is where all of your knowledge, wisdom, experience and questioning comes from. So when you keep a population in fear long enough, they will stop asking questions and they will take on whatever it, whatever means they can in order to survive because it's survival based. Yeah. So yes, I am seeing hope and particularly in our group, it's grown enormously and very fast. And yeah. it initially came together in order to support people who are feeling lonely, who are feeling frightened and scared, overwhelmed, confused, um, who were experiencing trauma after trauma after trauma, both within their community, in their families, in their personal lives, and witnessing it through the mainstream media, constant onslaught. And for me, that's actually about the breakdown of community. And without yep. community, we have nothing. That was one we of the things. We cannot sustain it. I was uh, with Mariana last night. We were in Darlington Hall with uh, Graham Hood. He went. Um, yes, I was there. You were there too. I'm sorry. Fine. Um, and that was one of the things that I asked Graham was, how do we um, help our children? Um, Graham has Hoodies Heroes, which is, you know, creating communities to support people. Um, but my question was, what about our children? Because I've been discriminated against on the street and I thank God that my son wasn't with me because I, I don't want him being confronted with that just yet <laughs> as a seven-year-old. And so that's one of the things that really concerns me is that, you know, fear... Mass media, my son isn't exposed to mass media, we don't watch the TV, but he is. He does have uh, friends at school who watch mass media. Those parents' opinions are filtered through his friends at school. And so that's one of the things that really concerns me is, is our children and how they're being affected and the trauma that unknowingly to them at the moment they are suffering. Yeah, that's a very, very real issue mm. however having said that and i agree with you it's gone beyond the vax issue now mm -hmm. oh, it's, it's, totally it's beyond way it. beyond it it's mm -hmm. now about our freedoms that have been systematically and subtly and powerfully 
gradually taken away from us. Yeah. And when you're in that state of fear, you're not recognising this. So it's also about unity and coming together as a community and human beings. So for me, uh, with our group, we are promoting unity, whether you're vaxxed or unvaxxed. Mm -hmm. If you need your community and you have trauma going on or separation issues, when you're struggling and feeling really depressed and alone, places like Mojo's are your safe haven where you can come and get your um, a social, safe social interaction and you know that you are cared about, genuinely cared about, that there is generosity, there is support, there's recognition, respect. We need more of this. Mm-hmm. We need to actually, this is our fight, mm-hmm. really. You- I, I totally agree with you. I completely and utterly do. But once everybody has kind of gotten recharged, you need to stand back, everybody, and realise that um, the people suffer through a lack of knowledge, right? Yes. Now, we all recognise that this is an, uh, where we've been undergoing a medical experiment. Yes. But on another level above that, we've also gone through a gigantic social engineering experiment at the same time absolutely where they've used fear to manipulate the the masses and when people finally start recognizing it for what it truly is then we're going to start seeing some real change right now we're just struggling to get enough people to wake up to see a change and that's part of what my group does is that we promote as much as we can educating people with the truth. Now, I don't have a mandate on the truth, that horrible word, bullshit word, really. Sorry. What's that? Um, Mandate. You said bullshit. I did. Everyone say bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. bullshit. Okay, bullshit. Thank you. I love that word. I feel better now. Good. Glad. Um, Is that we are promoting hope, and that hope is also about not only being informed, It's a fine line between being informed and overwhelmed back into fear. Mm. So it's that encouragement and support that when we do come across truth that is scary, that is threatening and terrifying, that threatens to rip uh, the very fabric of our human uh, connection, um, then we come in with a support in terms of, hang on, the truth is coming out. Mm. You cannot keep the truth down. I mean... I've been on this earth 68 and a half years and I've been living in Mundaring since I was nine. Yep. So I know this community and well, it's very close to everyone's life. heart. Yeah, you can't stop life. And I mean, the older I get, the more I, I think about back in the days when I'm sorry if I offend anyone here, but I, I used to go to church, don't anymore. But when I was a kid, my parents took us. And, you know, you hear about good and evil. Well, now for me, I'm 51 years old, nearly. Um, feel like such an old bastard, but um, <laughs> when you look at having had a fair bit of experience now, and you look at the past, and you look at all these things that we're talking about that have just gone on, you can really see that there is such a thing as good and evil, light versus dark. And I've seen it in my life. You you cannot stop light. And that's where they're going wrong. And that's a that's a quantum science proven theory. It is. But until people recognise this, we're going to be suffering these onslaughts that we're constantly experiencing from our government. 
And they're going to try again. And in fact, as we've just discussed in the first session this morning, uh, our wonderful Premier has... Uh, Are got... you joked? Don't joke. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I made a mistake. That rotten bastard, I meant to say, um, has just gone and extended the state of emergency mm. for what? I think it's, it's until, until January next until year. Until next year. That's right. Yeah. Oh my God! Yes. What his 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 ego hasn't quite been fulfilled enough. Yeah. I don't think it's just him. I think he's actually being told what to do. Oh, I'm sure he's being told what to do. I think there's a bigger and, picture. And when you go and buy a brand new home in Dalkeith, like he has just recently on a state premier's wage. Um, I'm just going to put it out there into the universe that I think we need to have a look into where the money came from. I think we do. Because he already owns a few pretty nice places. And um, by the way, his wife left him. Does everyone know that? Oh, what a wise let's, woman. Let's Is that get official? Into that. Yeah, that's official. So apparently he's trying to piece it back together now. Good luck with that, buddy. You've got blood on your hands. So I don't know how any woman would forgive you. But um, oh. Absolutely. Um can I sorry, shame on sorry, Marky Mark. Mark. Quick, quick question for everyone. Um, actually, Wendy. May I just say. Yes, please. That with negative comes positive, with light comes dark. Mm. And it's not so much that that matters. It, it matters what we do with this. And there's been enormous positives come out of this. Um, without, without acknowledging the negatives, without, sorry, diminishing the negatives. The negatives have been enormous and huge. They sound to me like a wake-up call. Um, the positives that have come out of it have been absolutely amazing. And in relation to our children and how we parent them, yeah. then I would be instilling core values. Mm -hmm. I would be introducing them to people who are genuine and caring mm -hmm. and earthed and know the truth and doing it in a really soft and healthy and humorous, supportive way mm -hmm. um, because that's our next generation and they cannot fight for themselves. Our children are the most important resource we have on this earth. Well, mm -hmm. Wendy, those of us who have been involved like the, the us four have in this movement, um, I'd put it to you that we've had a consciousness shift and I, I, I believe that that consciousness shift is going on in the wider community too. It's just that it's not quite there yet. Uh, there, I mean, look, look at the number of people who have gone for the government mandate and they've been good citizens and maybe maybe gullible good citizens, but they've been good citizens and they've taken the shot and they've done everything they were told to and willingly, lots not willing. I mean, most have been coerced, right, into yes, this. Yes, and bullied. And bu bullied, coerced with the threat of losing their job. That technically, people, is uh, classified as torture, by the way. Mm -hmm. But um, now they're starting to go, hang on a minute, my entire family have had covid 10 times everyone I know that didn't take the jab might have had it once but it was mild I had it at three days I'm I had seeing a really a lot sore of this. back I had a really sore back and I couldn't I had to sleep for three days but it was like a mild hangover really and it's that a mild hangover is it 
Well, <laughs> I've had a few hangovers yeah. in, in my time. Andrew, I'm can not I say give though, away about myself. Sorry, but, can I just say though yeah. that those people who have been vaccinated and have got what they are calling COVID, mm. there's a lot of them that have suffered really badly ba- with badly. it because their immune system have been, has been compromised yes. through these vaccinations. Mm. Not only that, I don't like calling them vaccinations. Well, they're, they're actually not. They're not. They're not. They it's a third phase trial no. experimental yes. drug. Yep. Yes. Far from a vaccine. Yeah. And so yeah. compassion, when we talked about it earlier, is really, really important. We need to practice that as much as possible, coming from our truth, supporting our communities and each other. Yeah. Um, Mariana. 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 I'm just going to think Mariana Trench from now on. <laughs> Whatever it takes, Andrew. God, I'm shocking, aren't I? Such a wonderful host. Um, what When you're out speaking to your constituents, you're doing a lot of door-to-door knocking and stuff like that at the moment, are you? I live in Mundaring. Door-to-door knocking is The not, only way. No, is not really that good because we're right. so far away from each other. Yeah, yeah, it's, I was going to say you would have done a few times. No, so <laughs> I've actually tried to make myself as available as I can right. and attend things. I'll be here at Cafe Mojo on Friday morning between 9 and 11. Mm. It's advertised on social media, so oh, I'm going to be sitting on a couch. Hanging come, out with people. Yeah, come talk, let me know what's going on. Wonderful. So um, when people come up and speak to you, are they talking to you about these kinds of issues that we've just discussed? Like in other words, um, are people coming up and saying to you, well, I did everything the government asked of me, but I'm still no freer than I was previously. <laughs> oh, pe- look, I'll be honest. I haven't had as many come up to me that have been vaccinated and that have revealed okay. that, so I don't really know. Okay. Um, so I, the people who are searching you out are the people who are uh, ready for a change. Flat yes. Out. Yes, mm. and obviously there's a mix of both, but it, that's not the overwhelming um, majority, the ones mm. that are vaccinated and, and are fed up. Though I have got, I've got a lot of friends that are in that boat yeah. um, and they have had enough. There's a yeah. lot of people that do not want the boosters and the fourth and the fifth. I know lots of people like that too. Obviously I can't really resist having this conversation with everyone. Oh, look, I had the conversation with, with a friend that had literally had the first vaccine the day that I spoke to him after yeah, probably a year. Yeah, yeah. And I found out very recently that he never went back and had the second, left his job and everything, and I didn't convince him. I spoke my truth, what I was doing, and that inspired him and I had no idea of that effect. Mm. Yeah. Robin, have you uh, witnessed this kind of thing as well where somebody realises that um, you who, I'm sure there's lots of people who have a deep respect for you, Robin, mm-hmm. have, you, have any of your friends made a change because they realised that you weren't and you were the only one brave enough to say so? Um, I don't know necessarily make a change, but I know that they through I'm a I'm a pest on Facebook. It any any march, <laughs> any protest, any rally, any any uh photo opportunity I have during the day for my fight for freedom, I will plant it all over Facebook. So whoever is friends with me on Facebook um, and has remained friends with me on Facebook because lots of people have unfriended me. Um, these people um, see what I do every day. And so I have had a few people who are triple vaxxed um, private message me and say, look, um, I am triple vaxxed, but I, I am on board with you and I congratulate you on what you're doing. And um, I wish. I wish I had have known what I know now or 
for instance, we have a, the big rally coming up this Saturday, the 14th. Can't wait, everybody. Yeah. Anyone who um, listens to this, get your ass down there. I've, exactly. I've offered to take a car load from the Bundaring Hills. Lovely. So I can carpool too. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, but I have had uh, also a couple of friends who are triple vaccinated as well um, are not fans of what I choose to do with my time during during the day now but have said they are fed up, they have had enough and they are going to be there on Saturday. That's a great point. I'm in the same situation. I know lots of people who have done it and they don't agree with the choice that I made. <laughs> Leave your job and go broke. Mm-hmm. Um, but they um, they definitely are coming around now, definitely. I'm yeah. experiencing that and it's not just them, it's right across the professional board. I know many, many doctors who have been prevented from doing their job uh, and cut off from the passion they have as a doctor to continue doing their job um, under these conditions and APRA needs to be held accountable for them. APRA needs to be demolished. Mm. Yes. And started again with a different name and a different memorandum of understanding because APRA, you have a lot to answer for. Absolutely. And your treasonous behaviour will be your undoing. To all of those people in APRA, you are going to be found out. And there are, I know for a fact, people investigating you. I would like to encourage anyone who believes passionately about freedoms in terms of also the medical fraternity to go on the APRA website and download a complaint form, fill that in Mm -hmm. and send it to them because once it's sent to them, they cannot deny the lodgement. And by the way, I'd like to mention for anyone who hasn't already done this, but go into your doctor, even if you've already had the jab, and start trying to have the conversation with them around informed consent and ask them whether they followed their Hippocratic Oath and honoured the right to everybody Actually, that Hippocratic have, Oath hasn't been in the education system for 40 years. Do you know that there are doctors out there, I know for a fact, because I've been directly connected to this, who don't know their Hippocratic Oath? Because it's been taken out of the education system. It's fascinating, isn't it? And mm. I'd like to mention as well, just for everyone who doesn't already know this, because I've mentioned it a couple of times, uh, doctors to maintain their licence have to do training weekends now i believe it's four a year i'm pretty sure it's four it might actually be five but guess who pays for the training weekend it's a pretty easy one (laughs) i think you could look at who pays for the entire education of our doctors well that's another really really good one Mm. but i'll tell you i'm gonna go with big farmer how's big farmer (laughs) you got it (laughs) yeah wow straight to the top of the class even though that was a pretty obvious one because um how else are you going to teach people how to prescribe all these weird and wonderful cocktails that they continuously come up with for things that none of us ever knew about before. And I'm not saying that that's the wrong way to go, but what I'm trying to point out is pharmaceutical companies pump out drugs to make money. It is not to make you better. No, and that's one of the good things that I think that's come out of this whole debacle is that sadly in many cases it's forced us to actually start really taking total 
and loving responsibility for our health and our well-being outside of the system. We need to go back to what is natural and use Big Pharma and their medical um, um, money-making drugs as little as possible and only when needed. And it's actually quite possible. I, I grew up um, with a grandmother who was a homeopath. I can proudly say that I've never filled it. I don't even know what a script looks like. I've never had an antibiotic in my life. Wow. I had one Panadol when I broke my collarbone and that is it. So there was never a moment where I was considering putting something into my body mm. that I didn't need to. I told my children we'll end up in a tent if we have to, which is not going to happen, but that's how passionate I am about that. And both my parents are the same, both my brothers, my cousins. Look, there's so much I could say about that, but for me, I, I just I'll keep it really simple. When you realise that they've come up with a drug, let's just call it a drug, in six months and literally everyone then started lining up for it and they've administered billions of these things now around the world and there was no testing. And that just to me, just from the limited knowledge that I have in medicine and everything else, which most of that's come from the last few months or last year, but I did grow up in a medical family. My father was a GP and uh, it doesn't take a genius to work out. There's something that was developed in a record time, had no testing, was clearly not going to be the safest option for our health. And oh. neither is the testing either. So how do they come up with billions of tests, both PCR and the rat test? in a matter of months. Well, PCR was actually around for quite a long time and it was never ever designed no. for for finding out whether you have antibodies for anything. Mm. It was it's it was actually designed and correct me if I'm wrong anyone out there, but it essentially was designed for research purposes for doing theoretical work, not for identifying what you've got in your system because the, uh, the inventor of it who died mysteriously at the beginning of all of this, by the way, for everyone, you can go and look that up. But um, that guy publicly stated that it was not ever designed to determine whether somebody had particular antibodies in their system. And in fact, it works on a cyclic procedure. So if you ramp up the cycles, you can find just about anything in the human body, which is what the uh, inventor clearly stated. But he's not here to defend. No, Kerry his Mullins invention. says that's actually online. You can actually find. Oh, that. you can go and actually watch the guy being interviewed. Oh. Um, I did that about well over a year ago. I mean, who knows now? Things have gone so fast. Oh. Um, I literally only started this whole. Uh, what's you, this creator thing, this YouTuber thing, literally like literally three months ago. Oh. Isn't that crazy? Wow. And now I'm here talking to you and lots of other people. But anyway, so it's been a life-changing event. Robin, final words. Tell us how, is there something we haven't covered that you really wanted to say? Uh, well, just that uh, please encourage your friends and family um, to support West Australian independent media such as the eight news show the bellman report scorpion media max freedom it's yep. so important and silver 
Silver, that's love, right. Love you, Silver. On uh, Rumble and um, Podbean. It's so important. Please share videos with your family and friends. And if you're busy on Saturday, cancel it and come to Forest Chase at 12 o'clock. We need to put the majors last and we need to fight for our freedom. And we need to tell Mark McGowan that he's a prick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Wendy, sorry, I, I like just throwing things like that. I, sorry, Rosie, I'm going to get in trouble for that, by the way, everyone. Everything that Robin said, and please support your community, whether they have been jabbed or not. Please support your local businesses. They are the life's blood of our community and keep us connected and thriving, particularly Mojo's. Um, and also, please... Do some research. Oh, Please point. do some research. Amen to that. And don't stop until you find what you believe is the truth because we're being lied to. Hey, you're an adult and you do have permission to make up your own mind. Absolutely. And trust in your intuitive intelligence, please. Please. Mariana. Mariana. <laughs> I got it. Remember I told you, Mariana Trench. <laughs> That's how I remembered. <laughs> oh, I'm terrible, Mariana. I'm sorry about that. Um, but to your constituents out there here in the seat of Hasluck, what do you have to say to them? Oh, look, I want to say that I hope everyone can take their power back. We actually have it. It's It's been eroded and people don't believe in it anymore and they think, what's the point? But there's a lot of us out there, more than you would believe. So seek out those that are around. Judy Wileyman likes to say that we, we have a gigantic army out there. You just can't see them all. And exactly. it's true. Search, go searching, stand in the parks. You know, the, the Mundaring stand in the park is on a Saturday. There's five within Hasluck. I've been out to Henley Brook. We've got one in Woodbridge. Calum I spoke to 80 people at Kalamunda two Sundays ago. And my message to them is very clear as well. That it's to all of them, actually, it, regardless of what happens at this election, hopefully the good guys get in. Regardless of that, though, don't lose what we've started because yeah. we actually, we will get out of this with our community. That's a great point. I've had that conversation with quite a few people. Um, if we're not as successful as we wish to be this time around, you've got to recognise that we're in a monumental battle here and we might not win this battle, but we will win the war. We We've will. Just we should never fighting. find ourselves Absolutely. in this position again. Yeah. Absolutely. Keep holding the line. That's right. Hold the line. Robin, what's mm. your favourite hashtag? <laughs> well, hold the line is uh, one of my favourites. Give me and a new uh, one because I'm running out of I've got changes here because that's changes our political here. one. Well, We've got solutions. Okay. Change is I'm going to use that I one. I had a... Uh, a, a pink shirt printed for my son specifically for Saturday uh, so he can join uh, Pink Panther. Oh, is he a bit of a fan of the old? Oh, he loves it. Uh, um, Martin is a real role model to my son and I thank Martin for being such I absolutely love Martin. a role model for adults and children alike. Yeah. Uh, the shirt has hashtag hands off my freedom and Lovely. that's what he's going to be wearing on Saturday. Awesome. Um, for anyone who's interested, I am going to have Martin on the show very soon. Oh, nice. Um, he's already been on once, but that was that live mm -hmm. event from the political seminar we were at recently. Um, Martin is a very interesting guy. And um, 
one of the things that I really love about the Irish community, and there are a few of them involved in our movement, is that, uh, you know, they've been there, seen it and done it all. So they're real fighters and I love their spirit. And they're such great people to be around. And Martin is like one of the most... Uh, oh, he's, he's full of he's fire. A soul. He's, he's a genuine. Soul, isn't he? yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's a legend. Um, he's a beautiful guy, and he's relentless. Um, which is, he did take a break for a couple of days, which everybody absolutely needs to do for self care. But Martin is relentless, and I praise God that that Martin is in Western Australia helping us. Right. Oh well, to, we're going to wrap it up now. I'd just like to say for anyone who's listening or who is going to listen in the future, um, I'm Andrew. I have the Bellman Report on YouTube and Rumble. Please go and watch. Um, near the top of the list is a great one of me asking a senior detective constable to clarify what he meant by "I'm going to make it personal." So please go and watch that. It's a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun putting my camera in that man's face and I promised him that the video was going to go up two hours after it happened and it did. <laughs> so anyway, quick shout out to Nick and of course, Linga Longa. These two guys have been following along on this live stream. There's been a few others coming in and out, but they've been participating in the conversation the whole time and I've been texting things back to them back oh, and forth sweet. and that's been a lot of fun. And for you guys, the Nick and Linga, um, I am going to work this out soon and we'll have even more interactions. We can do dial-ins, by the way. Mm-hmm. So we will get into that. I'm just so new at this, but um, we're getting bigger and better every single podcast. And um, for anyone listening, we've got Graham Hood on the show coming up this weekend on Sunday. Oh, amazing. And that's going to be in a live stream as well from around about, I think about four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm not a hundred percent sure yet, but we will put something out on Instagram for that. You can follow me at the Bellman report on Instagram. So that's or Twitter. I'm totally new at all these things, but I'm getting there. Uh, and so that's going to be really exciting. I can't wait. And I hope you can't wait either as well as some other mystery guests that are coming up in the next day or so. Mm. And that's going to be interesting as well. In fact, one lady who's been badly vax injured, which is going to be a really interesting one. So Mm. thank you to my guests. Thank you, Robin. Thank you. We'll be doing this again soon. Yeah. Um, Wendy and Mariana, thank you so much for being with me. Um, Good afternoon. And See you next time, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.